Mel Sondland and Herbert Conins are founding partners for Security Token Group. All opinions expressed by them or guests on this podcast are solely their opinions and do not represent the views of Security Token Group or its subsidiaries. You should not take any opinion expressed on the show as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow any investment strategy. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Welcome back to the Security Token Show, episode 161. This is a special one. We'll go into that a little bit later. But as usual, we have our top five. I'm Megan Nivold. I'm Herman Konings. And we're going to get into what may be our biggest announcement ever this week. We're celebrating our four-year anniversary. It's going to be an exciting main topic, but of course, We've got the rest of the team from Eves to Anna Yanzi to Jason, who's going to be covering the latest security token offerings to Sam Sachs on the secondary market, the metaverse, and much, much more from the team. And we have a all new sponsor this week, Stuck in Here Studios. Mm, Stuck in Here Studios. That's actually the production team behind this amazing show, the Security Token Show. All those amazing quality effects and everything you see is produced by Stuck in Here Studios, which is actually our new metaverse studio. We're actually doing metahumanization through Stuck in Here Studio. So if you're here in Miami, you can actually turn yourself into a metaverse avatar with us, as well as, of course, our full range production studio, which does everything from you know full on movies to course production to reels to visual effects and more. We're here for whatever you need. So shall we get into the show? Let's do it. Kicking off the top five things you need to know for this episode, kicking off number one, we saw in the last few weeks, KKR, Wisdom Tree, and now officially Hamilton Lane, folks, nearly a trillion dollar asset manager and supervisor uh, that's now coming into tokenization game, this time again with Securitize. I think that's huge, huge, folks. Number one thing you got to know for sure. Yes. I was just at the conference, and that was the talk of the town, was the KKR tokenization. And you know who did it first, though. Securitize. And now it's Hamilton Lane coming to the gate. Amazing stuff. At number two, we have shares in Pacquiao Core Limited. They are becoming the first security tokens admitted to trading on the tokenized stock exchange, otherwise called TKSE. Um, this is really exciting to see something happening out of the UK, although they are registered in Barbados. Mm, yeah, interesting uh, jurisdiction there. Number three, HQLAX out of Europe, out of Germany, has teamed up with JP Morgan, Onera, and WeMatch to demonstrate a cross-ledger uh, transaction. So this is huge. This actually demonstrated interoperability between Onera's Fin P2P protocol. And we're talking about big names, folks. JP Morgan and HQLAX is one of the leading tokenization platforms out of Europe. This is, of course, a sign to show that the institutions can now jump on board and start leveraging any kind of blockchain and distributed ledger technology through the support of this infrastructure with Onera. Cool stuff. I feel like we keep having more and more traditional finance names in our daily routine, in the news, all of that. So it's exciting to see those bigger names entering you know, the world of blockchain and tokenization. So I agree. at number four, we have... Gary Gensler, he insists most crypto tokens are securities, and he's stating the law is clear. 
It's been a constant battle of regulation of, you know, arguing, can regulation keep up with these developing? What is a cryptocurrency? What is a token? Where the, the line lays? So it's just constant battle. And he's continuing to reiterate that these crypto tokens are most likely securities. Um, and he's saying, like, the law is very clear. So we'll have to see what comes out of that. We have the XRP case, which is still ongoing. Um, and the CFTC has asked Congress for authority over crypto and supporting this. Yeah, so we got ourselves a little bit of a war. In fact, Kyle and I, we dig into this in last week's episode's main topic if you want to learn more. And last but not least, we have Germany's second largest bank, folks, DZ Bank. You may have not heard of it, but they are a massive investment bank, and they actually have a client, Union Investment. They have over $400 billion with DZ Bank. That's a massive, massive firm, and they have stemmed support for tokenization, folks. Uh, they're now also getting into the digital asset custody game, DZ Bank, as a result, getting into the settlement side with securities. And they're even working with the ECB, that's the European Central Bank, on some blockchain technology. Uh, definitely going to keep an eye on DZ Bank now that they're in the tokenization game. Mm, cool. And that's it for the top five. So let's get into the rest of the industry news with Annie Yanzi. Happy Grand Rising, everyone. This week, we have celebrities and government officials battening and out with the SEC, and they are not exactly winning. First up, we have our former president, Donald J. Trump, who has one of his deals under investigation by the SEC. Last October, Digital World Acquisition Corp. agreed to merge with Trump Media and Technology Group. They are the parent company of True Social, which is a Twitter-like media platform. When the SEC found out about the merger, they immediately announced an investigation. It has been one year since that, and the deal is still not closed. Shareholders of Digital World Acquisition have started to express their frustrations by posting hate mail on True Social. The hashtag DWAC, the SEC is trending, and costs to defund the SEC are rapidly building up. Shareholders are even preparing to petition the commission. But why is the SEC targeting the company? Back in 2021, the two parties decided that Digital World would be the platform for Trump to go public. The company was planning to raise $300 million through a public offering. In its filing, the SPAC told investors that there had been no substantive deal talks with any potential targets. One month later, Digital World announced plans to merge with Trump Media. According to the SEC, it's generally against the rules for SPACs to have a target in mind before going public. Also, right before the merger was announced, there was an unusual, unusual surge in trading of shares of the SPAC. Now, regulators and federal prosecutors are both looking into trading and any potential improper communications between the two parties. Trump Media cannot access the $300 million raised until the investigation closes. Another celebrity we have in the hot seat with the SEC is Kim Kardashian. She has agreed to pay $1.26 million to the SEC because she promoted the sale of an unregistered security token, Emacs. According to the SEC, Kardashian was paid $260,000 to buy Ethereum Max to promote to her, the token to her Instagram followers. According to securities laws, any celebrity who promotes a crypto asset must disclose how much they receive for the promotion. Kardashian was asked to pay the money she received for her promotion and the additional millions for violating securities laws. 
The Reality Star has agreed to pay and will refrain from promoting any crypto securities tokens for the next three years. In other news, we have African countries delaying the cross-border trading in listed securities until December. The African Development Bank will provide support to link 10 African stock exchanges through a digital platform. This all comes from Jeffrey Odundo, CEO of the Nairobi Securities Exchange. The platform will enable investors to place orders with their local stockbrokers for listed equities and debt instruments in other African countries. Some of the countries participating in the pilot cross-trading plan include Morocco, Kenya, and Egypt, among others. One of the aims of this is to improve the liquidity of Africa's capital markets by enhancing their exposure to other investors in the continent. Today, we will end our news with Gary Gensler, chair of the SEC, and his statement on the financial stability of digital assets. In his statements, he mentioned that crypto is a highly volatile speculative investment class, that it is not as decentralized as before, and it cannot exist outside of public policy frameworks. The report mentions that of nearly 10,000 tokens in the crypto market, he believes the vast majority are securities which means offers and sales of these crypto securities are covered by the securities laws. He said the SEC staff is working with market participants to help ensure that investors in the crypto market get time-tested protections that assist in other markets. Okay, that's all I have for you today, folks. Catch you next week with more industry news. Hello, organizers. I'm Jason back with this week's STO Updates. First up, we have Halen Technology, a super app launching their security token offering through Akimona, which comes with NFTs and social tokens as rewards. This super app offers a variety of services like flight booking, rideshare, vacation rentals, retail, and food delivery, all within the same ecosystem. This is a debt offering and the structure of a zero-coupon convertible bond with a maturity date of March 24th, 2026. The minimum investment is just $50 with a maximum offering of $3 million. This is great for users as they no longer have to input payment information multiple times or interact with multiple apps. Hillen is also great for the gig economy as workers wouldn't have to work on so many apps like Uber and Lyft drivers currently do switching between the two. Even though these super apps are increasing in popularity in other parts of the world, they have no competitors in the US. Talk about getting in early. Now, learn more on akimona.com slash offerings slash Halen. Next, we have an update from Global Cannabis Holdings, a Luxembourg-based operation that is investing in cannabis companies around the world. GCH investors will have exposure to the firm's portfolio of cannabis companies, ranging from startups to more established firms. Now, GCH completed a token offering that sold 2,000 digital assets to 125 retail investors at a per-token price of $250 on Tokeny, and is now creating 100,000 tokens to queue up for another issuance next spring. They currently have 33 companies in their portfolio, but predict it'll hold securities in 75 cannabis firms at some point next year. Keep an eye on them, and remember, you'll be able to invest using traditional dollars, Tether, or USDC. That's all for this week. Now let's head on over to the market updates. Hello and happy Monday. The security token market cap has soared to over $19.5 billion. Heck, we're going up so quickly, we may even touch $20 billion by the time the show is over. And to top things off, we have some big news this week. 
But let's start in cannabis land. Global Cannabis Holdings is a Luxembourg-based operation that is invest- investing in cannabis companies around the world. While the cannabis business has been around for a while, as we know, GCH is taking a different approach by issuing tokens to fund the investments in its portfolio firms and selling these digital securities to investors based anywhere the offering is compliant. According to a recent tweet, GCH claims to be the first tokenized cannabis ecosystem in the world. GCH aims to back cannabis companies across every vertical of the sector from startups to more established firms. So if you smoke weed, you might as well buy weed. And in other news, the chairman of the U.S. SEC, Securities Exchange Commission, Gary Gensler, has reiterated that most crypto tokens are securities, emphasizing that the law is clear on this. However, the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, or the CFTC, has asked Congress for authority over crypto spot markets for several bills and have now been introduced in Congress this year to provide the CFTC with the necessary authority. The Howey test attempts to determine if there is an investment of money in a common enterprise with a reasonable expectation of profits to be derived from the efforts of others. So it's a four-pronged test. And if this is the case, the tokens will be deemed unregistered security subject to punishment from the SEC. It is more than likely that many tokens will be deemed an illegal security and will be taken off, face punishments, fines, and potentially even jail time for the founders of these tokens. The question is, how will the market react when this news eventually comes out for many of the tokens? And the SEC has to be careful because they have to do what's in the best interest of the investors. So we'll be destroying a bunch of tokens being in the best interest. That's to be determined. That's all for now. But have an amazing rest of your week and I'll see you next month. Wiggy Wiggy, welcome to Inside the Metaverse with your host, Eve Bankoff. UPS launches a store in Decentraland. It's embracing one of the first use cases for the metaverse, which is for events. It will host talks by well-known small business experts on various topics such as raising funding, cash flow management, and taking advantage of the latest technologies. It also partnered with Fast Company for a small business newsstand. There's also going to be a Be Unstoppable Academy providing education on small business topics such as sales and marketing. Next. Samsung launches House of Sam, a metaverse experience in Decentraland. It will allow users to have virtual contact with different products of the brand and play mini games to win Samsung branded rewards for their avatars. This is one of the many moves Samsung has already made directly into the metaverse, along with also being active in the NFT market and the Bitcoin mining chip business. Moving forward, we have Wow Momo becoming the first QSR chain to launch in the metaverse. It has also opened up all three brands Wow Momo, Wow China, and Wow Chicken. The outlets have been launched in Festumverse, which is a unique metaverse experience curated to celebrate all the festivals of the country all year round. And last but not least, we have Maxis, which is a unique step into the metaverse with the goal of providing immersive experiences. The telecom brand has unveiled a virtual telco store in Decentraland, a connected retail experience that aims to benefit consumers with specific offerings. Users will be able to shop for Maxis products and services using the latest 3D technology. 
They view and they get ideas on how they can transform their homes with Maxis home devices powered by Maxis Fiber and even purchase collectible NFTs through collaboration with a Malaysian artist. That was Inside the Metaverse with your host, Eve Van Gogh. All right, and we're back with our companies of the week. It was a tough decision, but I'll go first. Freeport is my company of the week. They are developing the future of fine art ownership. We've seen a lot in the tokenized art ownership space. We have Ruby. They, I believe, sold out their private sale. Um, a lot of people are coming to this market just realizing the opportunity that fine art holds in tokenizing it. So Freeport's focused on owning the world's rarest art, which is awesome. And they now have their website launched. They have a wait list open. They're focused on developing this future of fine art ownership in a way that democratizes it. And they're leading with a focus on very efficient methods of transacting. And they're really focusing on UX, UI, creating a very simple process. I know with tokenization, there's a lot of barriers. People are scared to use blockchain, blockchain technology. They're kind of the iceberging time. that. Yeah, hiding the complexity of developing these offerings. So head over to their website. It's freeport.bio.link. And they have all of their socials there, the sign up. And you can soon see their first collection, which will be revealed, I believe, in a few months. So Ooh, first collection. Very exciting. Yeah. Love that mission. Love that choice, Megan. Love the name Freeport. That's fantastic. And of course, getting people into fine art through tokenization. We can't get excited about that. Well, I got to tell you about my company of the week, Megan. And I think it just has to be said over and over, Hamilton Lane. That is huge, folks. That's, uh, that's a massive, massive institution. They, they have a lot of assets under management, but also supervision that nearly totals over almost $900 billion. That's almost a trillion dollars, folks. And they are looking at tokenization products. They actually have already four products tokenized. That's a, a lot. It's not just their first here with Securitize. They've done another one with ADDX, ADEX out of Singapore. Uh, with uh, Global Private Credit Fund, which is extremely exciting stuff. Uh, so because they are such a massive institution that, again, not many people necessarily pay attention to, but they have a ton of assets uh, and have a big influence in this space. So when they're looking at tokenization like this and jumping on Securitize right behind KKR like this with this timing, right after Wisdom Tree, a lot of people are paying attention. I love this, I love this. That's why they're my company of the week. Congratulations, Hamilton Lane and Freeport. Harwick, that is that is nuts. Bana wild. Bananas, bananas even. Bananas. Oh yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> and I love bananas. And with that, let's get into our main topic. All right, welcome to the main topic. This week, like we said, we hyped it up. Tomorrow is STM's birthday. Woo! Four years on October 11th. It's super exciting. That's pretty much when the industry started. So although it seems like not a long time, it, it's incredible how far we've come. And um, I'll let Herwig kind of dive into the history of the industry briefly before we get into the big announcement which is very exciting. With pleasure, with pleasure. I mean, for those of us who have been around for four years or even a little bit longer, <laughs> it definitely feels like a long time. Uh, and it's an exciting future ahead. I think we're on a precipice uh, for 2023 to be just the most amazing year for security tokens yet. But let's rewind a little bit. Uh, you're right, four years is pretty much the start. 
even before that in 2017 was the first instances of security tokens that we saw. This was actually the heyday of ICOs, initial coin offerings, most of these being illegal securities offerings as we later came to saw with the SEC going after them. Uh, but during this ICO craze, there were some that were looking to do it legally, attorneys that were giving good advice, advisors like myself that were giving advice uh, you may have heard of a fund called Spice VC. They're one of the first official regulated security token offerings ever uh, tokenizing an LP interest. I advise one of the first uh, stock tokenized, tokenized stock for a private company deals. It was raising Series B. Uh, and they ended up launching towards the end of 2017, early 2018 uh, called Kairos. So we saw an actually also BCAP, which we know is a mm -hmm. very popular yes. token on STM. Uh, actually also issued around that time, though they had a little bit of a snafu and had to reissue to make sure that their token was completely compliant. That was 2017, folks, the first instances of ICOs turning into STOs, compliant ICOs, STOs, security token offerings. That's when in 2018, it was me and Kyle, and we saw the vision for security tokens. We launched security token market October 11th, 2018 at a conference uh, and we had about 100 security tokens. We were the only place that you could go to find out what security tokens are, where are they, what offerings are out there. We had around 100 of them, which was enough to get you kind of interested. And then from there, we started to get into the training. It was the end of 2018, the beginning of 2019, that the first ever regulated secondary trading platforms, Open Finance, which is now INX, as well as soon afterwards, T0 went live with some security tokens to trade. That's when we were the first to plug in and start tracking that, sometimes by hand, Megan. It was uh, by hand. Uh, in some cases, still is. <laughs> uh, but for many of them, we now have robust solutions, technology solutions. In 2019, uh, we actually stepped up our game. Uh, we launched a security token show that you're watching right now uh, in 2019, which was really great. We also, uh, in 2020, launched a news aggregator to start letting people submit their information. We now are one central shop for security tokens, one-stop shop, I should say. Uh, in 2021, um, that's when we started really growing. We brought on our data team. We started putting in place a massive, massive set of changes that we're planning to the website. Uh, in fact, we announced our crowdfund, getting all of that in order for, of course, this year uh, where we were able to get that live. And Megan, what's going on? You said you had a big announcement for us? So aside from being the industry leader in security token media and being at the forefront of technological innovation, we are so excited to provide market transparency on a whole new level for public and private assets, as we've already been doing. On October 11th, four years ago, you started it all. Fast forward, here we are. We are launching an all new, fully revamped site. Previously, stomarket.com. We're moving to stm.co. And on this site, we are going to have a bunch of new features, revamped UX, UI, a new look and feel, institutional grade reports, analysis, um, professional portfolio trackers in the future, um, breaking news, high quality media, as we've already always had, algorithmic pricing functions, liquidity adjusted market indices coming later. Oh my goodness. Aggregating the reliable data that you guys know and trust, and among other things, educational resources, thought leaders, centralizing the news. I mean, every every day we come into the office just so excited seeing, you know, 
some new piece of information coming out or developments in the space. And we're really excited to not only build upon that, but contribute to um, building out the security token space even further. I mean, the interest is there and it's only getting more and more exciting. I mean, Kyle and the entire tech team and the entire STM team have been working hard for a long time long on time. this new upgrade. We redesigned our backend to be able to start to take this information in in a better way so that we could give it back out in a better way. As you mentioned, a ton of new features. We've got a brand new design. It is beautiful. We got inspired by a lot of the famous institutional grade platforms and research uh, and software out there all in one place for security tokens. You're going to yep. see all of our news and our media in a much easier way. You're going to get all that data in an even better and more insightful way. Research and reports right there directly right. in your hands. Gotta love that. Uh, and you mentioned some some amazing things, like algorithmic price functioning, you know, that's liquidity adjusted, folks. Right. It's not just as easy as sort of seeing all of this information like it does on the stock market where we've got tons of volume on a daily basis. When it comes to private startups and funds and things like that, they don't trade that often. So we got to come up with some incredible algorithms with our very, very smart team of people on our, our data team to come up with, okay, what is the best way to say, what is the price of this token based on the lack of liquidity and where it's trading, perhaps on multiple places? Right. This is all in one place. Index a possible STM index, yeah. crazy stuff, Megan. I can't wait to see all of this coming out in the coming weeks, you'll have more information. It'll be super exciting to finally have a resource that rivals the current crypto, stocks, and commodities markets for tokenization. I um, believe we have potentially some screens that maybe we're overlaying yes. uh, across the, that gives you a little bit of a teaser as it's coming out and implemented now at stm.co as we said in the coming weeks. But like we said, folks, we've seen this come from four years where it was just a few million in token offerings right. at a time to a billion at the beginning of this year to now already 20 billion just nine months, 10 months later uh, and more to come. And we believe with this upgrade and with this institutional look and feel, we're going to be the new interface in the security tokens and hopefully get us to trillions and more. Isn't that right, Megan? I'm ready for the 1.1 trillion mark. I, I have that I clip and when it hits, I am going to not only take the day off, but I'm sure you'll be parading me around the office like the lemur in Madagascar. It's thanks to having our... <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was, my seat was on fire when she said that. <laughs> seat was on fire. Correctly. I'm so glad we filmed it because uh, it's going to be a sweet day and we're excited to have and this. It could be sooner than you think, folks. <laughs> could be sooner than you think. It's thanks to the centralized data and the reliable data that we have, all of the news that we're getting, the amazing team of people, uh, the user experience that we're able to develop. I cannot wait to show it to you. And with that, and Megan. It will, if you have questions or mm -hmm. any anything about this website, please reach out to tips at stomarket.com. And we will be sure to uh, get back to you with questions, answers, or and you can reach out to Megan and myself anytime. We're yes. super available on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on everywhere else. Uh, we'd love to hear your questions and feedback about the show. Your thoughts on the last four years of the security token. We know many of you have been following along in this industry and following along in the show. Uh, and of course, we hope to catch you next Monday. And with that, happy tokenizing. Happy tokenizing.